Hi, I'm Kathy Garver, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. You have joined us into the world of entertainment here at On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 624 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Sissy from Family Affair. Joining us, Kathy Garver is going to be joining us, and she's got a lot to talk about, and we are going to be having that coming up in a few minutes right here on on screen and beyond. And I hope you had a great week, and uh, things are just moving along. And I also want to remind you that, uh, once again, about the big thing that's coming up at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, and that is uh, going to be happening on May 26th through the 28th, and it's called Behind the Golden Curtain. Like last year, uh, they had the Land of the Lost. This year, it is celebrating the Golden Girls TV show. And guests are going to be including the writers, directors, producers, guest stars from episodes of the Golden Girls, all sorts of stuff, panel discussions and trivia and lectures, and get ready for a good time. Be sure to uh, look that up, and we'll be giving you more information as far as who's going to be there. So as soon as we get more information on that, we will let you know. We also want to thank all the people who have been downloading On Screen and Beyond and listening. If you've been here from the beginning, we appreciate you. And if you're brand new, welcome. And uh, hopefully you're going to look back in our uh, archives, our reruns, as we call them here, and uh, go to On Screen and Beyond. Or you can go to uh, any of the providers of, of podcasts. They all have our episodes there. And uh, we are, like you say, 624 episodes, and uh, we've had some fascinating guests, and I'm sure there'll be somebody who, no matter what age you are, you'll find somebody who you'll be interested in hearing their story directly from them. All right, so uh, we appreciate it, and uh, if you could pass a word, you know, to other people to let them know about On Screen and Beyond, get the word out, uh, download as many episodes as you can, and, uh, you know, listen to them, and uh, we appreciate that. Gets uh, the word out and all these uh, different uh, uh, podcast providers and everything. It helps us move up the ranks and everything. So, uh, you know, we'll give you more more episodes as we go along. And we thank you so much for doing that. All right. Like I said earlier, uh, Kathy Garver is going to be joining us here in a, just a few minutes here on On Screen and Beyond. And she was sissy. Uh, she's going to be at the Orinda Theater on April 1st. That's a Saturday at 1230 with her new movie that is out. It's uh, going to be called Yellow Bird or is called Yellow Bird. And uh, you can uh, see that at the Orinda Theater on Saturday, April 1st. So uh, we'll be talking about that in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So what do you say? Let's get into it. It is time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness and sequels and prequels. We're mixing them all up now, all together. And on March 26, you can see the remake of Charles Dickens' Great Expectations on FX on Hulu. Now, this is going to be a series. And the short story from Stephen King's Night Shift, The Boogeyman, 
from 1973 gets remade into a film in theaters on June 2nd. So Stephen King is back, and another telling of Dracula is on the way with The Voyage of Demeter, and that's coming on August 11th. And Denzel Washington is back, and he's reportedly going to be in the cast of Gladiator 2. Jerry Bruckheimer says he wants Johnny Depp back for the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie in some capacity. And Orlando Bloom says he's interested in returning, but Kira Knightley, well, she's not so much. She says there is no need for her character to return, so we'll see what happens with that. And that's it for remake sequels and prequels coming up next on On Screen and Beyond upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Well, you can catch Morgan Freeman in A Good Person in select theaters on March 24th and everywhere on March 31st. And it looks like Seth Rogen is producing Joyride and co-screenwriter of Crazy Rich Asians wrote the film and it arrives on July 7th. And you can look for Hilary Swank uh, to star in Ordinary Angels in theaters on October 13th. And it is based on a true story. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Well, it looks like Insidious gets its 4K Ultra HD limited edition steelbook release on June 20th before the new film hits theaters. And on March 31st, you can catch The Unheard on Shutter. And Transfusion with Sam Worthington lands on DVD and Blu-ray on April 18th. And Kelsey Grammer and Joel Courtney star in Jesus Revolution out on Blu-ray and DVD on April 25th. And The Triangle of Sadness also lands on Blu-ray and DVD on April 25th. And on April 25th, you can still catch Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3 as it flies on the Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, Mama Goldberg, Wendy McClendon Covey is set to star in a pilot for NBC, a hospital sitcom comedy called St. Dennis Medical. And Kelly McCreary of Grey's Anatomy has announced her exit from the show. She played Maggie Pierce, Meredith's half-sister. Seems like everybody's just leaving that show. I don't know what's happening. And sadly, Lance Reddick of The Wire and John Wick fame has passed at the age of 60. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Kathy Gover, we saw her grow up on TV as Sissy on Family Affair, and she is going to be at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California on April 1st, Saturday from 12.30 
to, I believe, around 3 o'clock. They're going to be showing her movie, Yellowbird. She's going to be there. I hope you're going to go to that. And uh, that's it. Kathy Giver, she is next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who was part of the classic TV show Family Affair in the 60s and 70s in the role of Sissy. On April 1st at 1230, she will be at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California for a showing of her latest film, Yellowbird. It's Kathy Gover. Kathy, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thanks, Brian. I'm very happy to be here. And I say welcome to On Screen and Beyond. I should say welcome back to On Screen and Beyond because 13 years ago on episode 120, where people can go and listen to that one and hear some of the stuff that you've told us back then. Uh, but uh, you have been a past guest here. And thank you for joining us once again. My pleasure. And, you know, actually nothing's happened or changed since those 13 years. Uh, well, well, you know, I'm looking at your, your uh, IMDb, and there's a lot of things that have changed. You've been in a lot of stuff since then. <laughs> yes, I have been a busy bee. I've uh, written, well, since it's 13 years, I've written five books. Wow. And I've made, what, five movies and uh, done a ton of commercials and voiceovers and audiobooks and moved from Northern California to... Los Angeles, but I'm away in Bell Canyon, which is nice. It's uh, more of an, uh, it's an equestrian center. That's the way it started out. And I can still see the horses going down the path. So it's, it's a lovely, quiet, nice getaway. It's not the rat race of LA. <laughs> no, I, I, but we have coyotes and, and squirrels and bunnies and other things. <laughs> hmm. that's, that's nice. Yeah. So you have a new movie out. I do. And we are having the first screening of it at your brother's fabulous, fabulous theater in Orinda, the historic and classic Orinda Theater. That is such a gorgeous theater. And Derek does such a good job in running it and managing it and bringing all kinds of wonderful people and, and films to it. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing how many people I've had from events that he's having there. Uh, and it's, you know, I love that because I get to talk to <laughs> a lot of different people, but, uh, you know, it's, it's independent theaters just have to do different things in order to stay, stay alive. Yes. And he's alive and well, we did the premiere of Hercules Saves Christmas there, mm -hmm. which he also produced and it was fun. And my whole family went, went to that one. Yeah. And, uh, that was my first experience i think in going to the arinda and i have friends around arinda that have already bought their tickets because besides just the screening i'm going to do a q a how did yellow bird come about and what does it mean after the people see the picture they'll they'll know what yellow bird is mm -hmm. uh, but uh, how did one think of Yellowbird in the first place? And talk about the writer, Tony Jarris, who is just wonderful, and and the producer, and uh, the, one of the stars, uh, Angus Benfield, and I play his mother in the movie. Mm -hmm. And he is just a multi-talented person. We're already working on our next project. Wow. Um, and, I, and along with the, the writer, Tony Jarris. So 
um, it's it, it's a real talented crew. Uh, each one of the characters is different and viable and relatable. And uh, I play, as I say, that um, my son, um, and he has he was once a successful PR person, but he fell in love with the wrong person, and she's not such a a hot person and lost a lot of money. So anyway, it takes place in a grocery store. <laughs> and that's its primary location. And um, we shot it in Redding, California. It was kind of tough finding a, a grocery store that we could totally take over. Right. But there, yeah, there's a chain up there called the Holiday Markets. And just coincidentally, I have a cousin up there who used to work for that market? See, God, there are no coincidences. God <laughs> puts you where you're supposed to be at the right time in the right place. Mm-hmm. That's a rough idea of what the, the movie is about. Unfortunately, not everybody who's listening will be able to go to Arinda to see the, the film. But we really want to know what it's about and what you're doing in it. and, and everything. So how did you get involved with it? Um, well, actually, <laughs> again... I, and I've gotten a lot of parts this way, but the woman that they had hired to play the mother had to drop out uh, a week before they were all set and they were already shooting. And that's kind of the way I even got the part on Family Affair. So my my past uh, manager agent was working with them on the film and she says, I know who would be absolutely perfect for this role. So... I didn't audition or, or do anything, and she, of course, knew me, and uh, they trusted her, and I believe they're glad they did, because uh, I've gotten very good reviews, and for all your listeners that can't go, actually, to the film, and it will be in select theaters, but, you know, as soon as it was finished, Amazon Prime just scooped it right up. Oh. They loved it. Great. So they can watch it on Amazon Prime. They can watch it on Tubi. There is another one that uh, that just another platform that just picked it up, and it's just been getting super super reviews. It has won four Best Picture uh, wow. awards. Yeah. When it first came out, they uh, the Santa Monica Film Festival nominated it for Best Feature Film. And Angus was out of town doing another movie. And so he said to Tony Jarris, the writer, can you please just go attend? He says, well, I, yeah, yeah. all right. So he, he put some clothes on real quickly because it was just, everything is very fast, mm-hmm. it seems, <laughs> that's working on this. And so he, uh, he went down to Santa Monica. He lives close. And don't you know, they announced best feature film, Yellowbird. And he wasn't even prepared for a speech and he said that in his speech but he was he was very grateful and very gracious and then it went on to to win the um international awards in singapore the best feature film in milan italy for their film festival the best feature film uh back in the states mo big uh another film festival won the best feature film award so i think it's got some legs on it (laughs) Great. Gee. Now, what do you categorize it as? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a what? Where, where would you where would you fit it? I would fit it as a dramedy, mm-hmm. and it's got an interesting style. It's uh, kind of like an office uh, style of of shooting. It's very realistic, 
And uh, it, we also have uh, the pitch out for uh, a series. It started out in the concept mode as a television series. Oh. And then they decided, you know what, let's, let's do this as a movie instead of uh, series. So they made some adjustments and, and uh, they had this really good screenplay and it, it worked beautifully as a movie and now it's uh we're going to put it on hopefully soon as uh a series we've already got the the pilot and and three or four of the episodes written now we're just searching for the for the right platform well good luck and with that amazon, yeah and since amazon just loved it so much and just scooped it right up i mean that might be one of our first places but you know that that is in the future, but that's that's coming along. Yeah. But people certainly watch it wherever they are now yeah. on on Prime and as I say on Tubi. And there's Monty. Monty is that? Um, I forget actually the the name of it. But and, and there's another uh, platform that yeah. it's available to yeah. watch. There's so and, many so many platforms now. <laughs> Yes, and if people like it, please review it. If you if you like it, if you don't, don't say anything. But <laughs> if you love it, like so many people have, you know, then please write us a review because that that always helps. The, oh yeah, you know, get the rating up and, and all of that. Yeah. Now, do you know how they came up with the name Yellowbird? Um. Or does that I give any hit? Does that give any plots away that we shouldn't know yet? <laughs> well. Yellowbird is um, the name of the market, oh, where, okay. the holiday market, and, and it's renamed the it's the Yellowbird. Okay, but um, I, I have a little dementia. My character does, and my my poor son. After this uh, awful woman kicked him out and took all of his money, and and he has to now work instead of being this great PR person, he has to work at the. Uh, market as a stock boy he was taking anything he had a little bit of a drinking problem and so i live in a big rv that's parked in the parking lot of the grocery store and he comes and he stays with me and so we're having a conversation and uh he says oh you know i yellow bird comes up and my son says, oh, you mean uh, where you shop, Mom? And I said, no, no, no. Um, Alice does the shopping for me now. The yellow bird, it's the one thing and the one person in your life that you can't live without. And if you find your yellow bird, you're the luckiest person in the world. And if you don't, you're eternally screwed. So that's what the yellow bird is significant. And there, there's a lovely couple song, yellow bird, yellow bird in the banyan tree. And there's the music that, that kind of goes along with it, with the yellow bird. Oh, okay. So it, it has a lot of different connotations within the movie itself. Hmm. Yeah. So I also look up and I see that, you have a lot of other projects in, in the works. Is that correct? Or, or so I know sometimes that the things are listed and they're not happening, but uh, are, are, do you have any other projects that you have, you know, in the wings? Yes. So uh, June 1st will be the premiere 
of another movie that I shot. And we shot that in Houston, not with the same company. It's uh, Johnny Ray Gibbs with Gibbs Entertainment. And it's called Old Man Jackson. And this is, <laughs> it's the story. This is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no, <laughs> this is definitely a comedy. And this is about my, my poor husband who is really having a bad day. And it's through everything that, that he goes through. And uh, I'm, I'm his wife. And I, <laughs> I contribute, I think, to, to some of his, his problems in a, in a comedic way. And he owns this uh, mechanic's garage that's right next to our house. And so it's the goings-on of in all of his adventures during this day and what happens to him. And my friend Butch Patrick from The Munsters is in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I don't want to give too much of a spoiler uh, for the part he plays because that would give away some some of the movie. But this this is re- it's a it's a fun entertaining movie. Right now it stands at two and a half hours. So I I suggested to the producer I says now you know what you can do Johnny Ray. He says just take this and and divvy it up into six episodes. So he took that to heart. So we might do that. But the premiere is June first in in Houston. And uh, we're going to have lights, camera, action. And I think we'll stick with the red carpet and not get the champagne carpet. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to start a big controversy. (laughs) Don't you think like a white champagne carpet gets really dirty with all those muddy boots and from the rain? I would think so. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So you're, you're constantly busy. It seems like. Yes, and uh, I've I've done my latest um, books. I do I do a lot of audiobooks, but my latest one is A Cat's Tale of Heaven, and it's by Dr. Fred Eichelman. And these are absolutely charming books about a, a cat and then his companion. And uh, it's A Cat's Tale of the Nativity started out the series. There are four books now. He wrote them and all, and I uh, recorded them. And narrated them, mm-hmm. and no one knew that there was a cat at the nativity. But cats were around, so it's from the cat's point of view. Oh. So it's a cat's tale of nativity, and it's a cat's tale of the resurrection of what happened during the resurrection. It's a cat's tale of, you know, a glimpse of of, of heaven along with his little baby cat and and his and his faithful companion dog. And Hatul, Hatul is the name of the cat. So it's their adventures. Hmm. So the, the last one, the Cat's Tale of Heaven, that just came out. Those are all available on Amazon. And all my books are available on Amazon. My latest one that just came out is um, a family affair scrapbook. So it's a compilation of all the memorabilia, pictures of memorabilia, and then their our bios of all our guest stars and what what's happening now. And it's really colorful and fun. And it's like a scrapbook. So it's just got tons of pictures and, and you know, like a pages of, of the script. So that's available on my website, which is kathygarber.com. How original is that? <laughs> um, but also on Amazon. And this this year, 
uh, I hope to have out Romancing with the Stars, and I'm writing that with my co-author Doug Hartline, and with and it's um, we've interviewed friends and celebrities uh, like Paul Peterson and Ruta Lee mm-hmm. and uh, Keith Thibodeau that was on Lucy, and how they met their um, Yellowbird really, um, who, how they met the, the one person in their life that meant the most to them, that they couldn't live without. And the tales are wonderful. <laughs> we just did Margaret Carey, who was um, Tinkerbell's, yes. uh, the, the model for Tinkerbell in Disney. Oh, and she just has a, a wonderful tale to tell. And she she's like, she married her 90-year-old um, high school sweetheart, and she's almost ninety. They were both married beforehand, but this is their their yellow bird. Wow. So we tell the tales of their romance, and then um, how the the readers can go to a romantic spot, and we give like a little travel log of good things to do and 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 good things to see. I met my my and he interviewed me, and I've been married forty two years, strange <laughs> since I'm thirty nine, <laughs> right? But um, I've been married. Pretty- Two years, and we we um, he asked me to marry him when we were in Monaco during the fireworks celebration. There have been a couple fireworks during those forty two years, but we ate at these most fabulous places, and we stayed at the Vistaral, which is just a gorgeous hotel overlooking Monaco. And so we're doing like good places in in France and, and to eat. And right down from Monaco is this wonderful little feudal village that's uh, still there that has fabulous food. So that book will, will be coming out. And then I'm also working on another book. <laughs> I started this book before that book, but called TV Dinners TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've done the pilot for TV Dinners. And I believe that is going to be on a brand new nostalgic network, a retro network, that is uh, landing April the 3rd. Oh, So okay. it's going to launch April the 3rd. It's called NOST, N-O-S-T. Hmm. And uh, it will show classic movies, classic TVs. I'm going to do a show. Uh, I'm going to do 28 episodes of a show for them, kind of like a Turner Classics movie. So I'll do the intros yep. and the extros and introduce it. But this is going to be wonderful because... It's one of the few stations, like, um, they have a lot of them, Cozy and BTV and all of this, but they really don't do original programming. Mm -hmm. So Knox is like the show that I'm doing and and like just TV dinners. We have a couple other shows that that we have in mind. Um, So I think that's going to distinguish it from the other nostalgic people. And people are just, you know, pining for for the good old days. Yeah. Give me something simple. Stop yeah. with all this, you know, special effects. And isn't doesn't anybody do like stories anymore? And does everyone all of these shows have to have violence and insults and mm-hmm. this and that. So that's why in my personal opinion the the classic shows are are so popular and and why this this network will do quite well. Yeah. Well, Kathy, one thing I noticed is with this conversation, a lot of the things that you were working and involved with, you used the word good in them. And that's, that is nice because 
like you say, everything is so violent and everything now, but you're doing a lot of shows and movies and, you know, books and things like that, that give people something good to watch as, as opposed to, you know, violence and all that stuff. So I think that's great. Well, hopefully it's a, it's, there's a story about it and it follows like a classic kind of formula of, uh, what the problem is and then scaling a tree and, and looking around, trying to solve the problem and sliding on down with a little moral at the end. Mm-hmm. Why did we go through all of that? And hopefully most of the things that I do are, are inspirational and even Yellowbird is very touching and it is, it's overcoming a lot of different things that people go through every day. And it leaves people with with hearts and 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 hope, yeah. which I think is is totally necessary today. Um, I just did a an interview with Morgan Brittany and our friend Julie Rhymes, uh, who it, she she's a curator at the Val, at the San Fernando Valley Relic Museum, and she was doing an exhibit of Johnny Crawford, um, who who has passed mm-hmm. away yeah. and. We had we had both worked with Johnny, but she was asking us, you know, because Morgan started out as Susan Capito as a child actor. And I started out. I mean, you know, my first movie was The Ten Commandments, <laughs> not the silent version. <laughs> yeah. still, make make sure we ago. get that in there. <laughs> yes. And it was a while ago. But we, you know, we were child actors. And one of my books is Ex-Child Stars. Where are they now? And if there is something that, and we look back at our career and both of us were happy to say that everything we have done, you know, we can be proud of, we can show it to, um, well, she has a grandchild, my, my son and, and daughter in love it doesn't, <laughs> have not graced me with that little package bundle of love yet, but that they could watch it, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and, and proud of what we did and they weren't like x-rated things and i was listening to a local uh, show here at ktla and uh, sam rubin i says i think and he says well we have a trailer but i don't even know if we can even show it it is so risque oh, oh it's one of the most risque things you know like tempting is oh well uh, you know you this is just going to be you know eye-opening mm-hmm. well who wants their eyes opened like that right. i mean you know give give me a break and there are so many things that are falling off the edge. I know that net, you know, the the cable stations and and Netflix and and all the uh, some of the other platforms started those so they could be edgy, because the CBS, ABC, NBC, they were all regulated, and you couldn't, you know, show this particular thing or you couldn't, you know, have something. And hopefully now you can't have real bullets on the stage mm, yeah. or in a film, but their, their, their supposed secret to success would be the edginess of things, the, the violence of things. Or mm. can't, can't we show more? Can't we show this? Can't we show that? And evidently I did not watch this trailer. <laughs> I left to go wash my hair for my yeah. radio interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, but that's, and, and they're pulling back. You know, some of them, Netflix was just so over the tail mm-hmm. and they lost so much money and so many people just canceled their subscription. They said, this is what you're giving us to watch? This pap? Yeah. So, 
they they pulled back thank goodness yeah now kathy you mentioned that uh, your first movie was uh, the 10 commandments and uh, we talked about that in the last time we were on in, in episode 102 if people want to go listen to that but uh even before those you did some tv shows uh, as you were you you must have been quite young when you know when those were on but uh, you were in some real classics like our miss brooks and one of my favorites growing up as a little kid sergeant preston of the yukon now <laughs> you did uh, some some really uh, early hit move uh, tv shows and it's interesting because those um particular shows started out as radio shows right. and that was right when the radio and television was was coming to the fore and people saying what what's that little black box well no one's going to watch that you just have to listen to something well they were proved wrong <laughs> right. but i but i even did radio i did a lot of uh classic radio things in uh, from CBS radio but on Armis Brooks and Sergeant Preston these these were the actual shows and and Sergeant Preston uh, of the Yukon and I did Jim Bowie and I did a lot of westerns mm-hmm. I love westerns and as a matter of fact I belong to the real cowboys R-E-E-L cowboys and they put on the Silver Spur awards yes uh every year well we had our St. Patrick's Day brunch for the real cowboys on Saturday. No greenhorns. <laughs> Joke. Wink, wink. But uh, they just announced that I'm, they're giving me a Silver Spur Award. Well, congratulations. Award show September 15th this year. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, Thank now, you. Now, when you did Sergeant Preston of the Yukon, uh, you must – had you ever watched the show? Did you know of the show when you were, were on it? I mean, every kid wanted no. wanted to have King as their dog. <laughs> right, yes. And I love dogs. I like I like all animals. So I was just enthralled with, with the dog. I didn't really, though, know about the whole setup, but it was just so intriguing. I uh, Because I'm a suburban girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was born – Long Beach and in California and we lived in Baldwin Hills and we lived in Beverly Hills and this is why I'm glad to be out in the country with the horses again but it was tantalizing and exciting to be like in this log cabin and and this very handsome man you know big man in a, a red coat and this this uh, <laughs> white hat and the dog I just absolutely adored and was just so sweet yeah it, the, I have, I have great memories of doing my my shows as a child mm. I, I had lots of fun. yeah I had good parents yeah. yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Mark Cuban, and if you love TV, listen to Brian Zemreck and On Screen and Beyond. It's the ultimate television podcast. Now, I have to talk about Family Affair because, I mean, that is forever you will be sissy. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to peg people into a certain thing, but you are sissy. I mean, 
And and I like Sissy and I are, we're friends. I mean, there I was there. To me, acting is you you have to be who you are. Um, I mean, you you can't play a character with a different heartbeat or you know a different you know basic personality. Um, so she, there is a lot of me in Sissy, mm -hmm. and I and and we've remained friends, you know, throughout the years. And I she she opened a whole cottage industry for me. My uh, my stepson makes Sissy candles, these fabulous candles, and Sissy candy bar. And the show is still on. It's on MeTV. It's on Amazon. It's on some of the free. Uh, platforms. It's on YouTube. And we um, have an Aunt Sissy pilot that has all been made. And so we are kind of seeing what platform would be good for it. Mm. Oh, good. Wow. Huh. So when you were on that show, um, it seemed like a, 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 you know, very close knit group. And uh, are you still in touch with with like Johnny is is do you ever see him? I see him very rarely, um, and you know when you're doing a series like that, and there's two two adults and then a young adult and two little kids. First of all, that there isn't a lot of hanging out at the you know at the disco where mm -hmm. we are <laughs> with with that. So. We would shoot, and, and the kids had, like, three hours of school every day and one hour lunch. So they really were on the set for maybe a couple hours a day. Um, Sebastian, unfortunately, had some illnesses. So he, you know, was – and he had to spend a lot of his time just learning his lines. They they were – that was a difficulty that he particularly had. And then Brian <laughs> – and, and Brian was Brian was great – but he had the same deal so as uh, Fred McMurray in My Three Sons, which was, for, and we were shooting 38 episodes back then, just to diverge one moment. Someone is so excited, says, oh, and we've been picked up for, for our second season. Well, the first season was only eight episodes. I know, I know. You you did one year, and they and they will have to do four ep uh, four seasons in order to get what you did in a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we did 120 episodes and 38 episodes per, you know, season. Wow. So Brian Keith had a deal with the producers that he would shoot all of his episodes just in a month and a half, which mm -hmm. was just incredible. Yep. Because they would shoot all of his scenes from all the different episodes during that time. So all the scripts, you know, 38 scripts had to be. Uh, done by then, and we had lots of pink and green pages to change all the time once we got there. But uh, that was the way that that it was shot. So we we didn't really hang out very much. And then, unfortunately, Anissa died way too young at only eighteen. And then Sebastian followed just a couple of years later because he he had a stroke and he had never felt quite quite good. And mm. then. And then Brian and then Brian died. He had lung cancer and then um, took his own life. Johnny, you know, Johnny and I were just way on different paths. He he got into alcohol and drugs and this and that and mm -hmm. and then he um, he got off them and is very proud to 
you know, say, well, now I'm, I'm clean and sober and, and he's living his life with, you know, the best that he can, but mm-hmm. it's different from mine. And I don't, I just don't see him very often. I mm-hmm. see him at Kanab. Uh, we do a, a, an autograph show, a Western thing up in Kanab, Utah. Oh. I see him then. Not, yeah. not really. Did you realize that Brian Keith and Sebastian Cabot were who they were? I mean, they were big stars, Brian, Brian, especially, you know, no. And uh, I found later out later. And of course he was in um, the, the movie with um, the parent trap, which I absolutely loved. One of my favorite movies, mm. but you know, one, at least in my in my situation, I become so busy, and it and there's so many things to do, and at that particular time, I was doing that. I was going to UCLA. I was, you know, managing day to day things. Oh, now I have to get my hair cut. Now I have to get something to eat. I mean, as one does, you know, everybody does today. It, besides their job, there's the house to manage and the garden to manage, children to manage, perhaps mm-hmm. yourself to manage, or you have to do an hour of exercise, or you have to go to the grocery store, and all those things that life always intrudes sometimes on what, what your main goal might, might be. That all to say that I, I wasn't quite, like I wasn't aware of Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. I wasn't really aware of the other things because there was so much going on in my own life. Oh, now you have to do a publicity thing. No, now you have to do a podcast here. Yeah. Now you have to do a radio show. No, and you better do it. Now you have to get ready to go on an appearance and try, you know, all those things. I love it yeah. because I have a lot of energy and, and I got to spend it someplace. <laughs> when you look back at Family Affair, is there any certain scenes that happened, even behind the scenes that we didn't see? That were the funniest things, you know, a blooper or something or a couple of bloopers of things that happened that uh, we didn't see or or we did see maybe even who knows. Well, we, we did have kind of a prankster in our uh, associate director. And I do remember one time and uh, I think it, the, the scene was in, be- in Brian's bedroom. And I'm supposed to go, and he has a cold, and I'm really trying to help him and do everything. And, and, uh, and he needed his slippers. And he says, oh, I think they're under the bed. So I go in and I to pull out the, the slippers. And I pull. And I pull. And I, I, I said, what? I can't get these slippers. Well, the assistant had nailed them to the floor. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, well, that's really nice. You know, thank you. Thank you very much. Let's take two. So was there a lot of that type of stuff, uh, pranks going on while they were filming? A couple, yeah, with 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 the grownups, not not necessarily with the kids, mm-hmm. but that it was it was a jovial set, and because it had kids on it, I mean, there wasn't any swearing, there wasn't any, you know, right. uh, on camera romances or you know plays. Although the um, our script supervisor did marry the director <laughs> in the third season, <laughs> Charlie Barton. <laughs> hmm. Now, I've talked with a lot of uh, uh, young stars uh, during the time you were on the show or when you first started the show from different series uh, that were on, and they always told me they used to head out, you know, when they weren't on and go to other sets and things like that. Did you ever do that sort of thing, you know, go off with uh, uh, just see somebody else on another set or anything like that? 
yeah, we went to Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek was right ac- right around the corner. And uh, so I went in uh, a couple, two, three mm-hmm. times to watch the way that uh, that they were shooting and to, to say hello. And it was so different from the way that we shot because we shot on film, first of all. And we shot the old-fashioned way in that we would take, a, you know, a big the the first uh the first shot the master shot then we'd come in and they'd maybe take a closer one of the uh, like three people were talking and they'd take you know maybe a twosome and a close-up maybe then they'd take a close-up of each person and then they were done and they moved on when i went to star trek they had this camera and they just okay action and the camera started and they pan 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 and pan and then go up and pan and pan and pan and go down. The shot lasted so long, very very long, and it was one ongoing kind kind of thing. So it was it was interesting to contrast the way that that we were shooting with they were shooting. Uh-huh. And then Gunsmoke was on this. <laughs> my my mom brought my dog to the set now usually i mean this was before you brought your dog everywhere you went mm-hmm. but my mom brought my dog to to the set so we were out on the, the in the studio lot and we were walking the dog and we see james Arnes. oh hi how are you the dog goes and pees on his leg oh my gosh i am so sorry <laughs> No, that's never not very good, Mister Pianua. What was his name? <laughs> so wow. That that was that was an embarrassing moment, but obviously one I did not forget. Yeah, I can see why. Now, Kathy, yeah. Kathy, I want to take you back, and I'm just going to name a little phrase, and hopefully it'll bring back uh, memories of it. But uh, we'll see if it, if it does. Lem the orphan reindeer. Ah, <laughs> yeah. In the very midst of nowhere, Santa hollered, Whoa! He spied a tiny reindeer struggling in the snow. Yes, that was, that was written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. Yes, Bobby Hart's been a guest here on the show. Oh, yeah, he's great. It's, it's interesting the way personalities develop over time. And if they change, if they don't change, if they change for the better, if they change for the worse. But but Bobby, you know, had like, a, I think, a spiritual awakening. And uh, what was the name of his book, Psychedelic Morning or something like that? I can't uh, remember, I, to be psych- honest. I, I, think it was called, I think it was called Psychedelic Wednesday. So he, he got to Thursday, though, and Friday and Saturday. So it was uh, it, it was all right. But so the, Lem the Orphan Reindeer, and <laughs> we were in the studio and with, with Chuck Ashman, and we were recording this song, and I'm supposed to sing this song, so I'm, I start to sing, and there was, uh, I think at that time there was a chorus of children, not quite sure, and so I get into the first couple of lyrics, and he says, stop, stop, I says, what, what is wrong, he says, you're off key, I said, how could I be off key? I am not off key. I I did a Liza Doolittle and on on the stage. I I took singing. You're off key. Well, so what? So what happened? And what they had me do was 
I did one of the first rap songs. Yes. <laughs> and then I have a chorus of, of little kids in the back of me who were on key, supposedly. But Dick Van Dyke always said that he was an eighth of a, a note off, and that just made his singing more distinguished. So I, I'm going the Dick Van Dyke route. <laughs> So was that you were that was right about in the middle of uh, Family Affair when it was probably at you know really going strong, and uh, was that an attempt to maybe move you into singing like they did with a lot of other young stars from TV shows? Yes, yes, I I think they had high hopes till they heard me sing. No, <laughs> <laughs> I went on you know to do stage musicals, and I guess it doesn't matter as much because. I mean, I I did a musical stage version of, of Tom Sawyer uh, called uh, River Adventures that a friend of mine, Jerry Malloy, ad- adapted uh, from from the movie. And, and the they used the music from the Sherman Brothers. The Sherman Brothers gave them full, you know, you you can use our use our music and and made this wonderful new uh, music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I played. Uh, the the aunt in it aunt katie is that her name and but anyway um i still was probably an eighth of, of uh a note off but i got to sing <laughs> solo so i didn't mess anybody else up <laughs> uh, uh, well kathy it's it, it's you know I, i've tried like i said i tried to avoid asking you questions that we had done previously because people can always go back to episode 120 of On Screen and Beyond, either on their favorite podcast provider or at onscreenandbeyond.com, and they can hear you talk more about, uh, you know, uh, the working on uh, the Ten Commandments and uh, more about the uh, the people in the cast of uh, the Family Affair and everything. So th- I hope they'll do that, but uh, I wanted to give, try to do something different for you, and uh, I, I want to thank you so much and want to remind everybody that on April 1st at 12:30 you will be at the Arinda Theater in Arinda, California for a showing of Yellowbird, your latest film and everybody should that's in the area should be sure to go and see it and if not like you said they can see it on streaming. Now is the streaming actually on going now or will it be after the showing in on April 1st? It's on now. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's on Tubi right now. It's on this other <laughs> platform that i can't remember and tony is going to say oh yeah tell them you they can watch it on <laughs> but I menotone something like that men, men of, i don't know what it is mm-hmm. um oh here it is not sure if you're taping your podcast today but yellow bird is on amazon to be and mo me too mo me too okay mo me too pronounced mo me too Okay, let them know our platforms are growing. Okay, the <laughs> platforms are growing. So says Tony. And, uh, yeah, and if they actually are around California, in, in Northern California, they can go to eventbrite.com and uh, get tickets, and they can see the screening and question and answer, and we'll have a lovely meet and greet. And I'd love to see them all. Yeah, And, like and they can find out, you know, I have a newsletter, and on my – on my website, which is kathygarver.com. And so the March newsletter just came out and there's a link to how to get tickets as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I get, I get that newsletter. So <laughs> I am, I am on your list. <laughs> yeah, It's so much fun to have all this social media and like IBM, you can't lie about your age. People know where you are at all moments. <laughs> okay. Well, Kathy, final question. 
When you sit back and relax, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? I like to watch NCIS. Um, mm-hmm. I watch the news a lot, only it's not very relaxing. So <laughs> I like Hawaii Five O a lot. Um, the original so or, or the new? I, I like the new one. The new one. I, yeah. I like the new one. Yeah, I watch. I watch that all the time. It's so beautifully shot, and they tried a Hawaii NCIS, but I don't like that one. But I love the Hawaii Five O, and I like the NCIS, the original, uh, the NCIS with Mark Harmon, who I absolutely adore. Is uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And um, for movies, well, I like to watch Yellowbird. I my husband hasn't seen it, and so I said, for Mother's Day, this family is watching Yellowbird. I had them watch a hundred uh, step journey last uh, two two Mother's Days ago, and I want to see eighty for Brady. So I'm going to have to wait for another Mer- Mother's Day because they won't watch that with me. But I really want to see it. <laughs> I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard people say that it's a good film. Yes, I hope so. I mean, it hasn't gotten the best uh, reviews in the world, but I really love those actors, and I I want to see Sally Field and Jane Fonda and that that old crew and Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're I'm not quite that old yet, but I'm <laughs> certainly climbing up the pole. Hopefully, yeah. so but I want to see it, and I like Tom Brady. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy, I cannot thank you enough for joining us once again, and uh, hopefully it won't be another 13 years before we get you back on here. But <laughs> so, but don't forget, everybody, April 1st at 12.30 at the Rinda Theater in Rinda, California, showing of Yellowbird. Kathy will be there. The highlight, it's a good film, but also Kathy's going to be there. So that's the highlight for me to be able to meet you. So uh, they can go and meet you and uh, have a good time. Sounds good to me. Thank you very much, Brian. And a big thank you going out to Kathy Garber for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, if you haven't had a chance, you know, watch some episodes of Family Affair. It's a good show, and uh, it's just uh, so much fun. And if you get a chance on April 1st, that's a Saturday at 1230 at the Rinda Theater in Rinda, California. She is going to be at the theater, and she will be showing Yellowbird. And she'll be doing a talk for you and everything, so you can get to meet her and everything. So it's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to check that out. And uh, just uh, have a good time there. So we have uh, ended another episode of On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to check us out on all the podcast providers. We're out there and uh, have your friends, you know, tell them about On Screen and Beyond. And they can listen to all these these amazing people that we've had over the years. Uh, it's uh, 16 years now. so <laughs> We got a lot of them and you can uh, check those out. And uh, they're all up there and I'm. At onscreenandbeyond.com, you can still see them all, but uh, still working on season 15. I think I still have some more to put up. So uh, we'll eventually get them all up there. Then who knows? We'll probably change it. But <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, not, not, not looking forward to, to do that, that's for sure. It took a long time to get everything moved over this time. But, uh, you know, if, if you want to check it out and if you want to download episodes, just that helps us so much when we get these downloads and people listen to On Screen and Beyond. So go ahead and, uh, you know, just listen to while you're driving in the car or exercising or something like that. Just uh, look over the list and see who's there that you'd like to listen to. And we've, we've got it all. So 
That's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.